welcome to the evening booze hour. Episode one thirty-three. Right? Yeah. Four? Is it is that right? Thirty-three, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Okay, I just hear good. me like pop my white claw. That was way louder than I thought it was gonna be. That was really good. Oh good, you're drinking white claw too. Okay, cheers. We might as well get that out of the way first. Yeah, I'm getting my claws level. out. I've got my claws out. <laughs> Gotta get the claws out, ladies. Listen. <laughs> um, yeah, well, cheers to you. Cheers um, to you. What flavor are you drinking? Black cherry again. Okay, yeah, I'm drinking the mango, which is I, it's usually between black cherry and mango for me. So. Well, they don't have it. The first time I got the tall boy at the store, they had mango, but now it's only black cherry or the grapefruit kind. So I'm just going to stick with great, uh, the black cherry because... You know, she hasn't yeah. done me wrong. No, good choice. She hasn't done me wrong. Okay, listen, we have to get right into this because um, this episode is dedicated to Robert, a stranger, an icon, our latest Patreon saint. Legend. Um, legend. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. Um, Seriously. <laughs> like an accident that he's supporting this podcast with actual money. Robert, are you out there? Are you out there? You guys, we've made it. <laughs> we are famous because we have had our first non-friend Patreon saint, Robert from the UK. It might be a mistake, but he is generously supporting us during this crisis, which is really nice of him. So I hope that it is real and he's getting some laughs out of the show. And Robert, Robert, get in touch. Thanks. Robert. Thanks, man. We're your number one fans. This is like, this sounds so fucking desperate, but I don't care. <laughs> I like want to know all his thoughts on Meghan Markle. I, I mean, he's a living, breathing Brit, it looks like. <laughs> yeah. Freaking get out, Robert. What are you waiting for? This is monumental. And um, yeah, thank you, Robert. Number you, Robert. one. Yeah, this episode is dedicated to you. You're welcome. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> um, okay. Also, uh, another important thing we wanted to mention is that we have switched over to Anchor, right? Yeah. So we switched our podcast platform um, from Podomatic to Anchor. I believe you can still listen on Podomatic, but I'm not exactly sure. But for anyone who doesn't listen on the apps, like our podcast is still on your favorite podcast app, so that shouldn't be a problem. Um, but if you go to the website, you would want to now go to anchor.fm slash evening booze hour. Um, and just let us know if you're having trouble finding us because we just made this switch. So we tried to get it converted to all the apps and everything pretty seamless, seamlessly. Um, but yeah, just let us know. We're on Instagram at Evening Booze Hour, Twitter at Evening Booze, or Gmail, um, eveningboozehour at gmail.com if you're having trouble finding us. Yeah, and when we were shouting out Robert, which we will continue to do until the end of time, um, did you say what our Patreon was? You probably Oh, did. no, I didn't. Uh, okay. Thank you for the reminder. Patreon.com slash Evening Booze Hour for... Supports for as little as a dollar a month or more like Robert is and uh, be a Robert. <laughs> um, just saying. And yeah, I mean, we have lots of options. You can come on the show with us. You can send us a story to report on. You can just like be um, 
mythical creature like Robert and yeah, you're <laughs> you know, literally the part us anonymously. Yeah. yeah. Like we love you. Love it. Love to see it. Okay. Um, sorry, didn't mean to call you out, but you were like listing off everything else. So I yeah. was like, might no. as well get Patreon done here. Absolutely. Oh, so good. Um also just another top of the show very important thing um d nice for president anyone anyone i've been enjoying his dj sets for sure on instagram let it breathe let it (laughs) breathe it is i mean it's like every time i turn on first of all how many hours is this man djing a day every single day oh i know every day first i thought it was only fridays yeah, at first it was, like, you and far in between. But now it's, like, afternoons, mornings, like. <laughs> oh, my God, no. I, I don't think I've ever been on Instagram without him being live in the past, like, three days. It's yeah, crazy. I know. He plays such good sets. And it's just, like, oh. so nice that he's, like, doing that. And, you know, I we, my husband and I, I think I talked about this last time, have been doing, like, Friday night dance parties because like I'm still working like crazy so it's a nice way to like blow off steam and we'll either find um a quarantine mix that some celebrity made or like we've done D-Nice a couple times um Chrissy Teigen has a quarantine mix on Spotify I think which is really good (laughs) yeah love it yeah great I mean seriously just fucking turn it on and dance around to some fucking jams you got to. I mean, what week are we in? Like, I don't even know. Five, Five now? Um, yeah, I mean, this weekend, I, I've honestly, since this whole thing started, I felt like San Diego, where I live, has had really crappy weather, which has not helped. And San Diego normally has beautiful weather. And this weekend, we, like, wanted to make burgers and, like, pretend like we had a barbecue. And it just, like, wasn't nice weather. So... Instead, we just like grilled on our little indoor grill, electric grill, and we put on a Spotify barbecue mix. And, you know, we had a couple beers and I was just like trying to envision being back in college at UMass with Kate. <laughs> and um, like when it gets spring there, it's just so nice. Everybody's outside and takes advantage of it. And I was like, I just wish I was at a barbecue at our apartment oh, but- in UMass. <laughs> southwest beach yes and like that's all I wanted like was to go back into like that moment in time so we tried to recreate it as best we could I'm wearing my UMass shorts right now (laughs) single tear single teardrop down my cheek and like it just I just do not have a pat like I do not have a backyard I have a little patio you know and so I was just like oh man I wish I had a backyard (laughs) oh that I mean literally I am so grateful because I know people who live in cities or like whatever, you can't go outside. I don't know what the fuck I would do because I, ha- and I have like a little yard. Like, I mean, it's not little, but it's not big. It's kind of, I guess you could say medium. <laughs> um, but it's definitely big enough for the kids to run around and like open space. We have a little dirt road next to us. So like really ideal during this time. And yeah. Yeah. Like how nice it was until all this happened. And I'm like, damn, I am so grateful to be able to just, I went on a walk today. Like it's not super crowded. So, you know, it's fine. And 
Yeah, I mean, I check know. this out. We normally have, so we have a farmer's market every Sunday that's, like, really close to us within walking yeah. distance. That's, like, our favorite oh. thing to do. So they've been yeah. closed, but they opened yeah. this weekend. But it's all, you know, under COVID-19 guidelines. So, like, only 50 people, I think, can go in at a time. You can't touch anything. And you can't sample anything. And I'm like, oh. that is, like, the whole, that sounds like the most miserable farmer's market ever. It yeah. makes me sad to even think about going to it. What? is the fucking point Vanessa what is the point like I was like oh I want to go it's one of my favorite things but no that's not the same oh my god yeah no 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 it's not that would be so fucking depressing like it's more depressing than just not being able to go and then wearing your mask and like wait you know oh god yeah no 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 I don't like the sounds of that at all no no, no. but yeah I mean we're still in it uh, everyone hang in there you know yeah yeah everybody's just doing the best they can and just you're all watch some be nice and he'll help put you in a good mood you know yeah. <laughs> oh my god absolutely yeah do what you gotta fucking do we're all just living our best life right now Oh my God. Okay. Um, okay. So I did actually have two headline stories, but we do have Diana conspiracy theories part yeah. at the end of the show. Oh my show. God. I'm so excited. So, so yeah. excited. Um, stay tuned for that. But I did have two short little news, little snippets that I thought were pertinent to the situation. So, okay. Number one, Noop Doggy Dog. That's right. Fucking Snoop. Um, he is getting in the wine business with a new partnership with 19 Crimes. And that's like, I've definitely had a couple bottles of 19 Crimes mm-hmm. in my day on this podcast. Um, I think we have it on our Instagram on the favorites um, that shows you what it looks like when you do the app to the labels. But like this partnership, Snoop Dogg and 19 Crimes, like it's oh like God. the most genius thing I've ever heard. <laughs> literally so fucking smart so yeah it has that interactive label where you can download this app and then you just you know put your phone up to it and the label comes alive it's pretty fucking trippy like yeah and like the guy tells you what his crime what crime he committed yeah like a little story different for every yeah it's really cool it's really smart so this summer, you should be able to get your hands on the Dog Father's first bottle of wine called Snoop Cali Red, which sounds like a red blend. So I'm all down for that. Um, one of the marketing vice presidents for the brand said, Snoop embodies the spirit of 19 crimes, rule breaking, culture creating and overcoming adversity. We are truly excited to partner with Snoop and welcome him to the 19 crimes family, which like. <laughs> Clearly, yes. clearly, there's at least one pothead on that team who knows that <laughs> like CBD and THC beverages are going to be like, through the roof in the next couple years. Oh, that yeah. person is so smart to get him on, right? Like, mm-hmm. and who knew Snoop loved wine? I mean, what a classy guy! Snoop D O double G. Oh my God. No, I love it. His face is on the label. So I'm like, oh my God, when you do the app, is it like, what is it going to say? And it just has to be his lyric. Like murder was a case that they gave me, you know, like it's got to be like something. (laughs) 
She's gonna be like, yo, baby, this is Snoop Deal Double G in the hizzy for shizzy, my nizzy. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm definitely gonna get my hands on some of this. It makes uh, me so happy. Oh my god. <laughs> These are the stories we need. <laughs> so fucking happy. <laughs> These are the stories we need. Oh my god. That should be the name of our show. <laughs> These are the stories. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, and then so Shannon. Speaking of Patreon, um, she sent me the story and it made me actually die. Okay, so (laughs) the headline is, police department reminds residents to wear pants while checking mailbox. So this police department in Taneytown, Maryland, took their plea to Facebook with a post that read, please remember to put on your pants before leaving the house to check your mailbox. You know who you are. This is your final oh warning. Oh my god! <laughs> no, okay. So number one, like, don't make us at you. Little guys. fun fact. Little fun fact. Sometimes I don't wear pants while recording this podcast, as Liz found out last week. <laughs> I did find out last week. <laughs> she was absolutely horrified. Still is. Has nightmares. No, okay. it's like the best thing I've ever learned about you. <laughs> like, we were legit, like, mid-recording. I'm like, I got to step outside real quick. And then I came back, like, 45 minutes later. I was like, sorry, it took so long. Like, I had to put pants on. It was, like, this whole thing. And she's like, you had to put pants on? What? I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't wear pants. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. Fine. It's fine. Pants, fine. pants are optional these days. Pants are totally optional in a pandemic. I'm sorry. Turn on Netflix's Too Hot to Handle. Those people are wearing fucking nothing right on your television screen. Okay? So I really don't care. If you want to go out and check your fucking mail and underwear, I don't fucking care. Do it. If you're at the Give your neighbor you something see, to like, talk okay, about. Okay, I'm sorry. I can see. I, I go to the beach in Maine, okay? A lot of um, Quebecians <laughs> go there, and they are old, hairy, like, you know, men, okay? <laughs> and I've seen things when I was very young that I was like, whoa, <laughs> what? <laughs> and you know what? Traumatized. <laughs> Just think about these people going out in their underwear. Some underwear is more covering than, like, bikinis or little tiny Speedos, you know? So I say, like, fuck that. Go out and check your (laughs) nail in your underwear, okay? I don't fucking care. Kate is anti-pants, everyone. She's You heard it here first. She's taking her official stance. (laughs) (laughs) I am starting the anti-pants movement, okay? If you are with me. Please stand now <laughs> in support. Oh, just think, like, seriously. Seriously? Have you seen some of these shorts the girls are wearing? They're, like, Booty. you might as well All underwear. Yeah. And I don't fucking care. I yeah, don't no, care. Yeah. You do you. We. I mean, that's, like, the motto of the show. Like, you do you. We don't judge anyone. But, like, <sighs> people are so sensitive. So your neighbor's naked from the waist down checking his mail. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> fucking deal. 
Now you have something so exciting like that happened in your day. You have a story to tell your friends. <laughs> so was it Daniel Tiger? He doesn't even wear fucking underwear. He doesn't wear pants. Okay? He's a kids show. Donald okay? Duck has not worn pants. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wear her towel when he gets out of the shower. <laughs> oh interesting yeah but seriously it's like kids these days they don't fucking care oh yeah daniel tiger he doesn't wear pants it's cool he's cool whatever no big deal nobody fucking cares so this guy obviously his neighbors have like reported him a bunch of times or something because like this is a very direct yet indirect like statement to someone (laughs) in particular it sounds like (laughs) well it sounds like a small town too i mean First of all, yeah. it's in Maryland, so of course it's a small town, but it's called Taney Town. Never yeah. heard of it. So, you know, there's one dude going out to check his mail in underwear. Whatever, people are going to stay away from you if you're in your underwear. It's yeah. kind of smart, That's actually. Sexy. Or they'll go towards yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of depends. <sighs> anyway, those are my two stories, but oh, you know. God. That is so funny. Up, I mean, Pants, pants optional. Pants optional. <laughs> I think, yeah. you know, when pants. there is a crisis as humans, we just let some things go. Okay. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Honestly. I saw this meme that was pretty good. It was like, ladies, like at the end of all of this, let's just make sure that we always just ask each other, did you lose weight? <laughs> like no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> That is fucking hilarious. I'll have to find that. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, yeah. I'm ready for you. You have yeah. a good one. Well, I'm so excited to do this because this story has been like a snowball building momentum. And I feel like it broke this past weekend. It's and you like it's been on the back burner for weeks. Totally. Yes. It's been yeah. bubbling, right? Ready to boil. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Sure. And you said it to me and you're like, you should totally do this. Cause as always, I was procrastinating and then it like blew up this weekend. You sent me like four articles and then <laughs> I woke up Saturday morning checked my news app. And like, there was this one amazing article from the guardian, which I trust. So, all yeah. About they're the good. Guardian that like summarized everything that you had sent me. So I was like, this is perfect. So I'm basically just going to read you this article from the Guardian. (laughs) Okay. Good, 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 good. Okay. Tell everybody what we're going to talk about because I'm so fucking excited. I can't wait. And go. I am going to talk about the self-proclaimed queen of kindness, Ellen DeGeneres, and how she has become one of the biggest villains of 2020. Oh, my God. And if you know, you know. And Mm -hmm. some people are not surprised to hear this because they have fucking known. Like, my grandma, my sweet little teeny tiny grandma who is no longer with us, but she never liked Ellen, okay, since day one. Literally, Ellen is the only person I've ever heard her talk about, like, in a rude way. And (laughs) And I I was like... (gasps) That says my pearls. so much, like speaks volumes. If a cute little grandma doesn't like you, she can see through the facade. So this weekend like was all about. Because she's gay. It's not because she's gay or anything. No, like, no, it no, had no, nothing no. to do. No. She was like, and I'll touch oh. on Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Go. Good. No, and I mean, go. Just, yeah, it's like she, I feel like um, 
there was a lot of things that came out this weekend separately, but like, yeah, this has been building, right? I mean, remember a few months ago when we talked about how this whole like be kind thing kind of started, you know, that, I mean, that's been her thing, but it really got into the spotlight when she was at the um, Dallas Cowboys game with George Bush mm-hmm. senior, right? Junior, mm-hmm. senior, mm-hmm. senior, junior. junior. <laughs> yeah, junior. One, of the one of the bushes. Um, <laughs> And was getting called out for like hanging out with a war criminal by Mark Ruffalo and all of that. And she's like, I'm, I, when I say be kind, I mean be kind to everyone. She's from New Orleans. And like, uh, hi, remember Katrina? And remember who was president during that and did a shitty job? Yeah. So like, that's like a huge, that huge middle finger to, New Orleans, but anyway, I digress. Okay. No, no, no. Jump in too, because I know you've been like following this and you've known about this for a long time too. So feel free to like jump in. But yeah, so celebrities were calling her out, people were calling her out, and then we were kind of like, well, she's really rich and a millionaire, and so is George Bush, you know. So like, is it really unusual that two white millionaires would be hanging out in box seats at a NFL game together? No, it's not. Those are her people. Yeah, yeah. She's in the one percent, is she not? Yeah, she makes an ungodly amount of money, and and it's in here. So, okay, um, okay. I'm just gonna read this article right now because it's really good and it just sums it all up. So, um, it says, "Be kind." Ellen DeGeneres says that at the end of every episode of her show, there's a "Be kind Ellen" hat, a "Be kind Ellen" wine tote, a "Be kind" subscription box, and even "Be kind" face mask, so you can try killing the coronavirus with kindness. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. But shockingly, it seems that Ellen DeGeneres might not always practice what she preaches. So what broke this weekend was that, um, yeah, that like crew members from her talk show are reportedly furious over the not so kind way they've been treated during the coronavirus. Um, Apparently, the core stage crew for her show are frustrated that they haven't received written communication about the status of their hours or pay. And they also discovered by social media that Ellen had hired an outside non-union tech company to film her show at home. Damn. Damn. That is some shady ass shit. That's the shadiest part, I think, is that she hired this outside company instead of hiring the people who she already employs. Um, I I did read. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I did read that, like, their hours had been cut. So they normally work 10-hour days, and they were cut to eight hours. And then now, during the pandemic, they're only getting paid for two days of eight-hour work um, instead of, like, the full time. And, but they were confused and no one had gotten anything in writing. So, you know, no one really knew what was going on. These hours were changing. Um, But yeah, of course, like, so this article says, of course, Ellen's not personally responsible for every aspect of her show, but she is reportedly worth more than $330 million. Damn. She earns earns more than 50 million a year. Oh my God. Uh, and many of her crew have worked on the show since it started 17 years ago. Um, and just to like, as a comparison, this article notes that Jimmy Kimmel, um, the stagehands and crew for his show were being paid out of Kimmel's own pocket during the coronavirus. 
I bet they were because he's a good guy. And you can like tell, oh my God, that is so fucked up. And we know that she's a fucking crazy person because from my favorite murder, Karen, um, if you listen to that podcast, she's one of the hosts. She Mm -hmm. used to be like head writer for Ellen, right? Was she head writer or like just a writer? No, I think that's okay. Yeah, I think, I think that's she was the head, head writer, or one of them. They probably have several. Yeah, true. So, but but remember the writer strike in I think it was like 2007 or 2008 ish. Um, there was a writer strike in Hollywood, and a lot of shows were shutting down. And she, Ellen was mad that Karen would not cross the picket line to go do her right for her and whatever. Cause she was standing with, because you know, the writers, they, they get probably paid pretty well, but they're not nearly getting paid as much as the actual, you know, talent quote unquote of the show. Right, and the show wouldn't exist without them. <laughs> they right. are. And she's like, hi, I'm a writer. This is like a writer strike. I'm, yeah. and it's not like you get to the top. By not having to start at the bottom. So you can empathize with like, oh, these struggling writers, like, yeah, they deserve blah, 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 whatever. So Mm -hmm. um, once I found that out, I was like, okay, wow. Like, and she's never bad Ellen at all or anything. So I didn't even realize that this happened. But once I heard that, I was like, damn, she is ruthless. So when she, she, I say that. Yeah, exactly. No, I was going to say, yeah, you got to finish it. So she wouldn't yeah. cross the picket line. And <laughs> yeah, so she didn't cross the picket line and she was fired. And and Ellen did not speak one more word to her. And she hasn't spoken one more word to Ellen. Doesn't talk about it and or anything. So that's crazy. the perfect segue because I learned about that from this Twitter thread that you told me about a few months ago. Or no, I'm sorry, not even a few months ago. It was like at the beginning of the coronavirus outbreak. Yeah. Yeah. So this comedian, I have his name right here, Kevin T. Porter, was um, started this Twitter thread to raise money for the LA Food Bank. And he said, right now, all we need is a little kindness. You know, like Ellen, De- Ellen DeGeneres always talks about. She's also notoriously one of the meanest people alive. (laughs) Respond to this with the most insane stories you've heard about Ellen being mean, and I'll match everyone with $2 to the LA food bank. Damn. He called her out and started this whole thing, and that's how I learned the Karen story. Um, And so it got pretty popular, obviously, and viral. He ended up raising like $600 for the food bank. He had to stop it because he was like, it's getting kind of out of hand. I can't tell which stories are real and which ones aren't. And like the caveat Uh, was like, they have uh, to be real. True, true, true. Yeah. Yeah, that Um, makes sense. I will just like read. He's like, I'll read a couple of $2 million. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he, it couldn't go on forever either, right? You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I'll read a few of these, and I'll let you guys, you know, judge on your own. But um, this guy who has a verified account, so he must be kind of credible, says um, she has a, she supposedly has a sensitive nose, so everyone must chew gum from a bowl outside her office before talking to her. And if she thinks you smell that day, you have to go home and shower. Um, oh. And then... 
a new staff member was told every day she picks someone different to really hate. It's not your fault. Just suck it up for the day and she'll be mean to someone else the next day. They didn't believe it, but it ended up being true. So two experiences oh from this God. How could you possibly do that and then go out there and be like, everybody, be kind to one another? What the fuck? That is so sociopathic. She's an entertainer, right? Like, we have to know, we have to separate the character of Ellen from the real Ellen, right? And, like, she's the 1%. She lives a certain lifestyle. Like, I think that's the hard thing because with TV especially, you're so used to letting those people into your living room. And, like, you know, like... so sympathetic and empathetic like all she does is like give money to people who she saw like struggling on fucking Instagram or something like she's always mm-hmm. giving money giving money giving money so you're like oh my god she's like so great so great but like in reality she fucking is being mean to her crew people um and then gets like in her Porsche and drives home to, to her other Porsche <laughs> private yeah yeah to her Porsche um <laughs> You know, she has, like, a compound that she lives in. Has no fucking clue of reality. Yeah. I mean, you can't blame her because she makes a fucking much money, but everybody and she's been loves her. famous for so long. You know, like, she did come from, like, humble beginnings. Like you were saying, she's from New Orleans. You know, like, she was raised, like, Christian scientist and, like, really religious. And, you know, being gay and everything was definitely a struggle. And, like, so this article, it does, like talk about, you know, like, we can't disregard all the great stuff Ellen has done for the LGBT community. It's made, like, the next generation of queer people a a lot easier for them. And according to, like, a 2015 poll, Ellen did more to influence Americans' attitudes about gay rights than any other celebrity or public figure. So, like... You have to believe it, because how many just Midwestern moms are loving Ellen, and they're like, oh, well, she's gay. I guess being gay is fine. (laughs) Fucking crazy. But it's true. She normalized it, and she made it seem like, you know, this is, you know, she she taught people about it, which is so great. But, like, at the same time, like, not everybody is, like, 100% a good person, you know, ever, I feel like. And with money comes like a lot of other things that just tarnish your personality and demands and wants and things like that you know so sometimes you just get so caught up in the fame and live to used to living to a certain way you know that like right. you're not yeah. that person she anymore. got a taste of the good life and yeah. that was that damn yeah so here i'll read a couple so, more okay. of these t- tweets um this is from allison freer she is also verified <laughs> so she said she was working on a show at the wb that was next to ellen's stage um and she was um the show it was the showrunner's 50th birthday the at her show and the caterer was grilling like steaks outside for a special fancy lunch and ellen sent someone over to demand they stop because she doesn't eat meat <laughs> and like i guess didn't like oh, the okay. you eat meat but other people do. Yeah, it wasn't even her stage. This was like the next door stage. Oh, fuck. It wasn't her showrunner. No. Oh, oh, my God. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm telling you, um, she is yeah. so fantastic. Oh, this, my God. This woman also says, she says, I have another food one. She polices her crew's lunch orders. Nobody is allowed to eat fish. They would come hide at our stage and eat what they wanted. Um, you know, to get away from her. <laughs> oh my God, that is so sad. Uh, yeah, so this one, okay, oh my God, this one's, these 
this guy is Josh Levesque, um, not verified, but he has two, and they're two stories about her, and they're pretty sad. So he says, a friend of mine told me about a a custodian she knew who was fired because he worked on her show, and he was slightly autistic, and he forgot that he wasn't allowed to look at her or speak to her, and he loved just, like, greeting everybody. Oh you know, my so he said, hi, everybody. Oh, my God. I'm gonna cry. I mean, and so these are like, you know, take them for what they will and you be the judge. So the other one he says is another friend of mine was a PA on her show. And when Russell Brand came, he went into the employee break area to chat with the crew and like hang out. And Ellen came in and got mad at him saying he didn't have to interact with these people. That's why the guests have their own area backstage. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, I did hear also that she has signs up all over the place that say, don't like, don't look the talent in her in the eyes or something. I think during the interview too, like you're not supposed to or something. It was a little unclear, but like um, that definitely came up a few times and stuff I was reading. And then like this weekend, the other story that came out was from, um, Nikki DeJagger, the Dutch YouTube star that does Nikki tutorials, the makeup tutorials. Yeah. She she appeared on Ellen's show and this weekend talked about how horrible of an experience it was for her. Um, I love calling her out because she's like, I believe anything she says, (laughs) because what, why would she fucking make that up? Well, and she has so many followers too. So like she said, like she kind of, um, was naive, I guess. She's like, I thought it was going to be like a Disney experience. And like, I was going to be welcomed with like, um, you know, like confetti and like, it was just going to be so great. (laughs) And she said like, it was not like that at all. She wasn't allowed to use the toilet that was nearest to her because it was reserved for the Jonas brothers. (laughs) She said like every guest on the Ellen show gets a reserved toilet, but she didn't get one. And that Ellen was, like, cold and distant when the cameras weren't rolling. And she's, like, I felt like it was going to be a Disney show, but I got Teletubbies after dark. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That sounds real bad. That that sounds horrifying. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That must be awkward, too. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. And you know, you're, you're just, just like so excited. You're kind of becoming famous and this is like your first big interview. What the fuck? Damn. Yeah. And she did say like afterwards that her segment got 5 million views and the Jonas Brothers segment only got 2 million views. So <laughs> she's like, I don't know why they got a, a private toilet. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. Good for her for speaking out because it's like the Harvey Weinstein thing. You, there's all, all this shit happened, but everybody was so scared to speak out about it because yeah. they thought their career would be ruined. And it's I mean, like, so insane. many of my favorite people, like, I'm learning just don't like her. So we talked about Karen Kilgariff, and then you and I were talking about Kathy Griffin, who we love. Like, I will, like, always follow Kathy Griffin, I feel like, no matter what. Um, and she had reportedly invited Ellen to do something um when she put together a tribute for the great late Joan Rivers and Ellen Mm. like refused to do it and Kathy lost it and like you know went off on her and said like you know just like cussed her out basically 
Um, and then like Kathy tried to apologize, I guess, you know, a few days later, weeks later or whatever. And Ellen just, you know, iced her out, never talking to her again. And it's like, <laughs> if it weren't for Joan Rivers, bitch, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> None of us would. I wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for Joan fucking Rivers. Okay. Oh, uh, so sad because she does like give that, you know, boost of kind of. I mean, there's always a video coming from the Ellen Show about some crazy, you know, like she helped. You know, just oh, whoever. Yeah. It's, it's she always does a cool. lot of good. Yeah, totally. she does a lot of good, but God, why she, is she so fucking mean? I know, and of the, like, a lot of the stories I did read, people did make the caveat that, like, Portia's really nice, so, like, oh, I don't know good. why she likes being married to such a bitchy lady, but, um, you know, so... <laughs> I guess just to put that out there, but the other thing she's come under fire for recently during the quarantine is um, she was slammed for comparing herself quarantining in a multi-million dollar mansion to being in jail. So yeah, <laughs> I heard I heard about that one too. Yeah, she said like, "Oh, um, you wear sweatpants and it's everybody's full of gay." gay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, things like that, which was like, oh, okay, like. But then it's, like, you literally have, like, almost half a billion dollars. So you have no fucking clue. If this quarantine has taught us anything, it's, like, how out of touch celebrities are. I, like, really do think people are going to not, you know, celebrity status is always going to be, you know, there. But it's not. The light is going to be a little dimmer after all of this, I feel like. (laughs) But then that makes me mad that, like, Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston are friends with her you know? oh I know I know so many people are and which by the way we should really do a look back on this one Reese Witherspoon recently did an interview about her infamous DUI arrest and um do you remember her tape <laughs> it was so gross yes. yeah she was like I'm Reese fucking Witherspoon yeah, she's like, do you know who I am <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say if I ever get pulled over rich white people um you know think they are just like above it all but yes so I guess she addressed it and she had something really good to say she was like I made a horrible decision I'm a human I make bad decisions I make great decisions you know it's just like being human because I do like her but I'm sure you know she lives a very charmed life also so it's like fucking what do these people know they're so jaded exactly I mean I like what I see of them but how much do we really know them they are gazillionaires, you know, they don't live the same lives as us. So, you know, what we know of them is a, a tiny smidge of who, what they really are, I feel like, you know. Yeah. So on that note, um, that's just, I just wanted to expose Ellen for being evil a little bit. Um, and, and if you don't know, I feel like it's going to be like everywhere soon. She probably won't address it because she never does. Nope. Um, but now you know. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know, now you know. Um, all right. Wow. Thank I you. Am that was amazing. So ready for part two of conspiracy theories because like last week brought back so many memories and things like I had forgotten. And hopefully if you guys like 
don't know too much about the Princess Diana conspiracy theory or like the royal family and their craziness, like you learned a lot too. So I'm just gonna like turn it over to you. I'm gonna kick back, might take off my pants, you know, I'm just gonna relax and get ready. <laughs> Please do. This is absolutely a pants optional story. <laughs> okay, so Princess Diana part duh. So as Liz was saying, you guys all got a background last week. Um, Education. What's that? Education. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You got educated last week. Um, So about the death of Princess Diana and the conspiracy theories kind of surround her death. Um, So... I went basically up to the crash, correct? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, in my mind, it's all a blur because I've just been like researching so much about this fucking conspiracy theory shenanigans. It's out of control. Okay. So on September 3rd, 1999, her death was officially classified as accidental. So that's two years after the crash. Um, it's like case closed. This was an accident. Um, so she died in the crash along with, well, Dodi Fayad, her boyfriend, the driver, Henri Paul, he died right at the crash. Same with Dodi. Diana did not die immediately at the crash, was taken to a hospital, then transported to another hospital, died there four hours later. The bodyguard who was in the passenger seat, he survived the crash but had serious brain damage. Okay, so that's like super quick summary of where we're up to now. Um, Dodi Al-Fayed's father, Muhammad Al-Fayed, was not having any of it. He was like, this is not an accident. Oh. Uh, This was murder. This is very suspicious. Um, oh, wow. And because, I, I, mean, I mean, you were saying, like, his family, like, it was, he was in a car that was a Fayette car, and they were going from hotel to hotel. You know, like, there was just big connections with the Fayette, so there's, like, conspiracy theories around them, but now his dad is coming out, like, really, too, also saying that was murder, which is interesting. Yeah. So, um... Well, he, it's like he could go either way, kind of. But obviously, the conspiracy theories started the moment Princess Diana was, like, actually publicly, you know, that she had died in this horrible accident. Um, But Mohammed Al-Fayed definitely helped fuel the flames that this was not just an accident. Um, So, of course, if you love conspiracy theories like I do, it's like... You, you're like, huh? Conspiracy theory? What? This wasn't an accident? Mm-hmm. Uh, so well, especially that- when it's someone, like, you, like, love and respect and, like, you don't, oh, you know, okay. like, that's I, oh, the other thing with conspiracy theories, right? They're always around someone you really don't want the truth to be something mundane as, like, a car accident almost. Like, you feel like they deserve bigger. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, people kind of think, okay... Is he making this big fuss because he was responsible and wanted to deflect 
any blame? Oh. Was it because he felt responsible in a way because it was his employees driving and protecting them, traveling between two of the properties, like you were saying? So he kind of felt like, oh, it's my fault because, like, he was here because I own this place and he's going there because I own that place and whatever. So, or is it just because he doesn't want to believe that his son, his oldest son died from something as common as a car crash and um, opposite of fun fact, (laughs) this is a Debbie Downer fact. um, 1.3 million people die per year from car crashes worldwide. Mm-hmm. So it's still, I mean, like, that's a lot of people every year, but it's just like, okay, you died in a car crash. Yeah. He kind of is like, you know, he, you would hope if your child died young, it would be like some, you know, meaningful thing or whatever, right. anything. So is it that? We don't know. We don't know. So, um, we're going to just let the conspiracies begin. Yes. Um, but first, we should not forget that Diana was extremely paranoid in the years leading up to her death. She struggled with bulimia and depression for years. And also, let's not forget the letter she wrote to her butler, um, which I read last week. But mm-hmm. she was convinced that Charles was going to have her killed. Now, was that in the same time frame when you were saying that she is paranoid, though, I wonder, too? Well, I think I think she became paranoid literally the day she married Charles. Right, okay, right, 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 <laughs> right, yeah. Enough because she knew he was running off to Camilla or whoever. Yeah, and just, yeah, being she in the never firm. Felt, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So... I think she had depression for years and who knows, maybe after having the kids, you know, it ramped up, but she had Mm. kids like so soon into her marriage. I mean, I think she was very depressed at least. Um, So, um, okay. So Scotland Yard finally put together an investigation known as Operation Paget to look into the main conspiracy theories. And that was between the years of 2004 to 2008. So like Muhammad was out there. Everybody was out there like. Wow. I'm surprised they like funded something like that, you know, to look into conspiracy theories. Well, I mean, think about it. Um, The Al-Fayed's are, Mm. you know, speak about one percenters. They are. So they're like the 0.0001%. Yeah. So I think like, you know, he was making enough noise that they were like, fuck, we have to do something because it wasn't until 2004. And he had since the second it happened, he was like, this was not an accident. This was not an accident. Because like um, we know the royal family wasn't really clamoring to find out what really happened. You know, they were staying very quiet on it. (laughs) I think they put it off for literally as long as they could. So that anything they had to look into was like forgotten or, you know, like speaking to witnesses. Mm-hmm. This is years later. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you know, it seems to me anyway that they waited as long as possible before being like, OK, we have to actually like look into this formally. So um, there are. OK, so the first 
conspiracy is that Diana was killed to protect the military industrial pro- uh, <laughs> complex. And like, as I was saying last episode, she was very much involved in the international campaign to ban landmines. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently she had a list of Brits who were tied to profiting off of like the sales of landmines. Uh-huh. And she was planning to expose them publicly. So oh, this wow. is alleged. Um, so, you know, and I believe that like arms deals were the biggest or one of the top, you know, industries in England at the time. So mm-hmm. they were like, what the fuck? This lady's against landmines. And now like <laughs> all of a sudden landmines are being banned. No countries are buying them anymore. What the fuck? Like, get rid of this lady. So, um, well, and she has one. all those media connections too. Like you said last time, she would call the media, you know, sometimes yep. to put a story in. And so, yeah, she easily could have, like, you know, just been like, here you go. And they would print it. Yep. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's like the first theory. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure the military industry is pretty fucking huge and more than I can even comprehend. So they could probably get away with doing something this, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I think it's they could definitely get away with it. I just almost think, like, she's too famous and too public. uh, then it's too risky, you know, almost that do that. Um, but I, yeah, I think they could definitely be possible. And they, if they did it, they could get away with it. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the top, one of the top contenders for the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. So the second one is that she was killed by MI, uh, MI6. Mm-hmm. So under the orders of Prince Philip, not Prince. <gasps> oh, God. Yes, Philip. It's like, come on, come on, Phil, come on, Philly boy. What? Just what's be a cosy old semi-racist. <laughs> come on, don't be yeah. a murder for hire guy. Yeah, you're you're, you're already borderline. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. So, like, as we really like are known for is loving prince philip but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yikes look at everything that's wrong about prince philip that's why we love him <laughs> because like he's so like has <laughs> he's so out of touch and well, just like it's crazy he's like his crazy, crazy grandpa yeah you're yeah. just like shake your head like jesus you don't even know what you're saying right now it's like so fucking bad <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, so this isn't a Charles in charge type situation, as I was saying. Like, Charles Charles will never be in charge of his life or the country. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Someone, like, auto. Yeah, Charles in charge. Dude, he's not even in charge of Camilla. He wants to be her tampon. Like, yeah, that's the most submissive thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> he is anything but in charge, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so good. 
Um, okay, so Muhammad Al Fayed claims that Diana and Dodie told him that Philip and Charles wanted to get rid of her. So, like, supposedly she was just telling everybody, like, yeah, Charles and Philip want to fucking get rid of me, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. So, this is one of his claims. Um, so Philip couldn't accept, oh, this, okay, so Prince Philip couldn't accept someone of a different race slash religion having anything to do with a future king, like such as if Diana married Dodie, he would be the future king's stepfather. Mm, that and makes a lot of sense. Egyptian, knowing Philip, yeah. knowing Philip intimately like I do. <laughs> yes, exactly. Once I read that, I was like, ooh, yep, he probably did think that. Like, he at least thought that in his head. Um, or even worse, if Diana was to have a child with Dodie, then the future king would have a step-sibling of a different race slash religion. So were those motives enough to kill her? I don't know. Oh, and then, so- Look at, okay, on the devil's advocate, not really, but like, look at Meghan Markle. Yes, it is a different time now than then, Mm -hmm. you know, we've progressed even more, but is it because of the affiliation to the heir of the throne? You know, like, it's not that big of a deal again when it's Harry, but if it was William, it would be. Right. Like, he's so far down the line. Mm-hmm. That, oh, whatever. Just keep him happy and get him out of the picture. <laughs> you know, which is, like, kind of what they probably hoped for, like, in a way, mm-hmm. you know. Get them further away from here. Live their Hollywood life. Whatever. Um, I don't know. There's so much shit. I mean, as you watch The Crown, you're like, oh my God. And that's not even like, you know, they've done more scandalous shit than we'll ever know. Oh, than we'll ever know. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, really, like, could they really be that ruthless? They can get away with anything. They're like the most powerful family. (laughs) I know. I know. But oh, so then. So as I was saying, like about the step sibling thing. So apparently Diana and Dodie had told Mohammed that that night, like an hour before the crash, that she was pregnant with his child and that they were engaged. So this right. could apparently count for them going back to his apartment to get the ring instead of just staying in the suite at the Ritz where they were eating dinner. Um so Wait, but did you like, say that she wasn't pregnant, though? That came out? Well, they, they in the autopsy, I guess, like, they said she wasn't pregnant. But they had, they illegally, supposedly illegally, had her embalmed, like, immediately. Oh, interesting. And so, so I guess you can't actually tell if somebody's only, like, that. Because she only would have been, like, a month or two pregnant at most. Oh, she, they probably, so, they didn't even know to check for it like that's what I'm wondering like you like yeah she'd have an autopsy because she's like a public person but you know like they might not be checking for certain things like that yeah well and I and I read a thing that said like if she was embalmed it would have completely masked the fact that she was pregnant anyway so was it that done on purpose by MI6 I don't know um so, oh, and Anne Muhammad also strongly believes that 
MI6 had been listening in on phone calls and learned the news of the pregnancy. And they like acted immediately before the news could ever get out. Cause she was like, Oh, I have this big announcement coming up on like September Mm -hmm. 1st or whatever. Like literally the, the day that she died. So. Well, and that I definitely believe that they're listening in on her conversations. Like I bet that they have been since the moment she was like the entire time she was out living, you know, as part of the Royal family and after the divorce and forever. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know anything about MI6 more than your average person, I'm sure. But, like, you have to believe that it would be extremely easy. Like, think James Bond. He's doing crazy shit all the time. Like, like, these people are tapping phones left and fucking right, bugging hotel suites, yachts, for instance. If the paparazzi in England is doing that to, like... You know, people we found out a couple of years ago, then MI6 has definitely been doing that for like the last 50 years. <laughs> yeah. So it's not unlikely that they can do basically whatever they want. Um, so that part, I'm like, yeah, if if they did announce their pregnancy over the phone to the father, then yeah, they heard that. Um, Steve. And it's also um, crazy because someone from... MI6 was driving that famous white Fiat Uno. Oh. And was also behind yeah. the motorbike that supposedly blinded Henri Paul. The driver to disorient him was like an MI6. How do they know that? How do they know that? Well, there have been actually a couple eyewitnesses that were like, I know I was driving in the opposite direction there were blinding flashing lights, like blinding lights. But how do they know that it was MI6? That's what I know. Like that's their number one thing is not being known, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, but it's like in a tunnel in the middle of the night in Paris, like, you know, just just a motorbike guy flashing his high beams, you know, like I, I don't know. I don't know. But so, in this version, Henri Paul, who was found to have, like, an extremely high alco- blood alcohol level, but in this theory, he was sober, and the French pathologist switched his blood samples in the lab. Um, mm-hmm. But then all of this leads to the question if the royal family... Oh, oh, no, that's about... Okay, so, oh, my God, this is <laughs> fucking insane. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you just go down, like, the wrong rabbit hole? (laughs) I was, like, trying to follow a map. I'm, like, that meme where there's, like, a thousand red lines, like, a murder. (laughs) That's, like, great. Oh, my God. Um, Okay, no. So, I was going to say, in this theory, Henri Paul was sober. The French pathologist switched his blood samples in the lab to make it look like, oh, my God, the driver was drunk, blah, 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 whatever. Um, Okay, but then I wanted to circle back to the whole, like, Islamophobic, you know, different race, religion thing that Philip has, we all know. Like, I think, like, people, like, we know how Islamophobia in the U.S., but it is, like, pretty big in the U.K., like, maybe even more so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds, I mean, from what I've seen from just watching like John Oliver, you know, oh, like yeah. 
Yeah, I'm like, damn. Um, but so people are like, oh, well, if it was like over them being Islamophobic, Diana's two year relationship before this was with Hasnet, Hasnet Khan. Right. And he was like Islamic. And so why would you wait till she's dating this guy to like, what? Yeah, she's what obviously got a type. You know, like, yeah. So then the theory goes even further with like, well, maybe has not knew of the danger, you know, if they were to get engaged and that's why he never proposed and why he left her. Or maybe why he left her. Definitely. Maybe he was threatened or paid off. Well, not paid off. Like, I don't know who has more money, him or the Royal family, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I think he could have been. Philip probably was like, you know, if you get a message from like the royal right. family to doing something, you're gonna fucking or black stop doing mail it. or something. You know, like there was something yeah. that, that I could see that maybe for sure, especially if that's like the love of her life and she never really got over it. And it, you know, like I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Or so then there's a second option under the MI6 theory, um, and that is that it was a horrible accident and Diana wasn't severely and so apparently mi6 got accident and that diana survived so they interfered with the ambulance ride to the hospital um because they knew that that was their chance then to kind of like uh, get rid of her uh, in the she was just in an accident and mm-hmm. it, you know of course MI6 is denying all of these claims um but I've seen a but, lot of movies and I could definitely see spies dressing up as like paramedics and like, you know, yeah. just being there. I don't, I mean, especially in an emergency situation, like getting access if you're in the government might not be that hard. And it, it's known that MI6 was active in the area at night with that night, like in Paris, MI6 was active in the area on that night. So like, obviously they're fucking watching her why do you think mi6 was there fucking because she was there that's yeah. why <laughs> because they're yeah. watching everything she's doing guaranteed right. Interesting. so mm-hmm. um yeah so apparently they paid an accomplice and um like mi6 agents posed as the paparazzi and like you know, oh, 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 then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Henri Paul, the driver, mm-hmm. apparently some guy from MI6 testified that he what? had seen Henri Paul's file and he was actually an informant for MI6. So the driver supposedly was an informant for MI6. When and he died. Yes, he did. But from 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock that night, like shortly before he departed with Diana and Dodie, he was unaccounted for, like at the Ritz. Nobody knows where he was from the hours of 7 to 10. And he wasn't at the bar. Like they saw him drinking other right. time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wasn't at, like he, he probably got to the Ritz at 10. And that's when he was back accounted for. And it's weird because he had 15 different bank accounts. What? 
that's yeah. really weird. Oh. Yes. Then, and he was just like, he was like, worked the security job and then yeah. was like a, tax a or something. driver. Make a ton of money. But right. he randomly had 15 different bank accounts. I don't know. Um, so along with his super duper high blood alcohol level, he had a 20.7% carbon dioxide in his blood. I'm sorry. Like, how would he have that? Like before the crash? So a lot of people speculate that he was poisoned before the crash because, um, they were like, what the fuck? Like, that's a lot of carbon dioxide. He would have been completely, like, dazed. You know what I mean? Just, like, like totally wow. disoriented if he had that much carbon dioxide in his blood. So people are like, oh, he was poisoned before the crash. He had apparently been interacting um, with the paparazzi that evening, like, right before they left, uh, like, five or six different times. And then they realized oh one of the paparazzi who was out there is part-time mi6 his name is tomlinson something tomlinson you can be like Um, part-time mi6 and also work for the paparazzi like what is this what is this england like i don't understand right (laughs) and everybody knows where you are apparently it's like easy to find out for a trial and stuff yeah I I don't fucking understand any of the shit. It's fucking crazy, which makes me believe it even more. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like poisoned on Paul somehow because he's from MI6, you know, so like, oh, my God. Um, oh, this Tomlinson guy who's the part time paparazzi years earlier, he was involved in an assassination plot for Slobodan Milosevic. <laughs> the Slobodan Milosevic. I can't say it. I can't say it. Slobodan Milosevic. Oh, no. What? What? Yes. So Wait. this in this assassination plot, okay, it was arranged that there would be a car crash in a tunnel where they were to disorientate the chauffeur with a strobe flash gun, much like the one that had been eyewitness at the scene of the crash. Oh, wow. Like cycled plan from MI6 to use on Diana that they were going to use. They had it on the back burner. Well, and that like, oh my be- God, remember? Slobodan Milosevic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> plan B. <laughs> But, like, that kind of makes sense because, like, if they were to tamper with the vehicle in any way, I figure, like, that would be found. Like, if the brakes were cut or, you know, anything like that. But if you just use a light to distract someone, like, it could just be a very natural seeming driver loses control, you know. Yeah. And if we know for sure that one of the paps there was part of MI6, you know, he was like, fuck, letting somebody know right now. And then they're on the scene immediately. To get everybody's camera, you know, completely locked down the situation, get control of the ambulance, which is why it took so fucking long to get to the hospital, and then to get to the second hospital. Um, it just is very convenient. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yes. 
I mean, that sounds like the most scumbaggy person ever. Someone who is like MI6 and a paparazzi. So as soon as he's like done with anything, he's like, hey guys, come check this out. Or, you know, I've got the first pictures of anything. I know. <laughs> Fucking crazy. It's crazy. Okay, so that's like part two of the MI6 theory. Part three of the MI6 theory basically revolves around a man named James Andenson. He was a paparazzi and one of the contacts that Diana had used in the press. So she had an arrangement with him that she would allow him to shoot her for 30 minutes a day and then just leave her alone for the rest of the day. So he would kind of give her like exclusive shots. Mm-hmm. Or she would give him exclusive right. shots and then be like, okay, time's up. Bye-bye. And just kind of like flip back into, you know, wherever. Because when she was out on the yacht, like that's who got all of those exclusive oh, shots. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was, he was, you know, in wherever they were, Italy or whatever, before they got to France. Um, he was there. And then... It's believed that he left for Paris when they left for Paris. But he claims that he went home, which was about two hours from Paris where he lived. Um, But, like, everybody's like, no, he ended up leaving without his team. Like, I think his wife was like, yeah, he was home. But then their son was like, no, he wasn't. (laughs) You know, of course. The kid's like, -uh." nah. You're lying. You're like, shut up, like kicking him. No, shut up. The kid was like, no, he wasn't home that night. Oh, but wait, so like they think that he had something to do with the crash? Because if he was sort of like friendly with her, had this agreement with her, why would it um, benefit him to have her die? Okay, so it was believed that he was the one driving the white Fiat Uno with the big dog wearing a red bandana that bumped into the Mercedes when they were like entering in the tunnel. So there's this like famous white Fiat Uno. Um, okay. Does this guy have a big dog? I feel like that would solve yeah, the mystery. He <laughs> okay. He said that he did have red bandanas. So, um, okay. So supposedly he got exclusive shots of the crash. Mm-hmm. And that that's what like snowballs all of that together. Yeah. So he was at the scene of the crime. So he took pictures and um, it apparently shows MI6's involvement in the, the crash. Like, he has pictures of known MI6 people. I don't know, whatever. Oh, so because he was right there as it was happening, yeah. right? Because he already had this kind of exclusive access to her, so he probably knew where she was going to be, too. And Yeah, okay. So she, he was able to slip away without having to hand over his camera as evidence. So it was kind of like, oh, well, he knew maybe more than, you know, he was like, oh, shit, I got to, like, snap a couple pictures and then get the fuck out of here <laughs> because he knew what was about to happen. Um, but he possibly could have felt very guilty um, for being, like, the, the car that kind of yeah maybe cause the accident accident yeah um so he immediately painted his car red repainted it so 
That's shady. Because he knew everybody was looking for the white Fiat Uno. Um, MI6 caught wind that he had the pictures and they forced him to write a suicide note, shot him in the head in his car, and no! set it on fire to make oh it look like died. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the scene of the crime was super duper suspicious. Uh, but it was uh, it was officially ruled a homicide, a suicide. So uh, did what? MI6 have their hand in this too? I don't know. But um, Operation Padjay deemed the MI6 theories to be far too complex to be real. Mm. So they were like, right. well, none I mean, of that's these. What they usually but, say like, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like the most obvious, obvious right? But the, yeah, they're going to be like, obviously, this is fake. Because like, if they exposed MI6, like, right. no, why would they? Um, oh, so, oh, and then it's like interesting that in 2011, Muhammad Al-Fayed made a documentary called Unlawful Killing for the fan, uh, the, the Cannes Film Festival. Um, but it was banned from being seen in the US and the UK. Really? Oh my God, I want to watch it. Yeah, so I'm sure that has some real fucking shockers in it. What? Um, so that's all MI6 shit. It's fucking so deep and crazy, and I know I went in a million directions, but okay, so here's theory three, okay. is that Diana disappeared planning a radical change. So she purposely disappeared, um, which is the least believable, but it's what everybody kind of like hopes happened because then it means she didn't die <laughs> because she was the people's princess. Right. Um, but as we were saying, like last episode, you did a thing about um, Olivia Newton-John and her husband or boyfriend or whatever her disappeared. Friend, yeah. yeah. And like we were talking about how actually hard it is to disappear. Like it's so hard to actually disappear, especially if you are literally the most photographed person like in yeah. the world um but you know you you can do a lot with a wig and a fucking like i don't know you can do a lot with a lot of money okay yeah. you could get so many fucking disguises she's walking around with those big black glasses with the eyebrows and the nose and the mustache <laughs> Yeah, she's just fucking walking around with that in the Swiss Alps. We hope so. (laughs) Yeah, that would be great. So that one, it's like, God, I really hope she did just disappear and has some arrangement that like William and Harry know. See, that's what makes me think she didn't disappear because like she would never leave her son. You know, well, right. Somebody was like, well, she. She disappeared, but, like, she's still in contact with her sons. But it's like, okay, if her sons are in contact, then you know at least the whole royal family knows. And if the whole royal family knows and they fucking hate her, they're obviously going to tell people about right. it. Like, ruin her life because they hate her. And uh, like, I feel like she must have known some serious shit or something like that because why... Like, okay, so she got divorced from Charles. Okay, that sucks. You know, they hate divorce in the royal family. But, like, is it really going to the 
great lengths of like taking her out. You know, I feel like I, cause I do kind of see like that would be possible, but like, I feel like she must've known some crazy stuff, you know, it's oh not because, like the, the media and the back and forth interviews and the bashing and the, and the cheating, like that's all, you know, whatever, just a bad marriage, not necessarily. She definitely had to know something because she did not give a fuck when she was giving all those interviews mm-hmm. and like filling some serious fucking English breakfast tea. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Earl she, Grey. <laughs> and she was still married. Like, legally, she was still married. She went yeah. Earl Grey. She went Earl Grey on this She show. went Earl Grey with her tea spilling. <laughs> oh, my God. I prefer a nice herbal lemon tea. But anyway, that's... Oh, an part. Earl Grey, the way the British do, with a little bit of milk, is so... Oh, I don't like that. I do not like that. That's the only tea I like with milk. No, 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 no. I'm going to mail you like a tea starter kit. Oh, no, I love And you're going to be eating teacherpreneur. I do all those yoga teas all the time. I'm like immune ones and stuff. (laughs) I do love tea. But I I mean, I like that. If I were to have a biscuit and like a tea. Oh, my God. So British. Robert. Are you out there? Do you like, what do you like in your breakfast tea? Do you like a green tea? Do you like an English breakfast tea? Earl Grey? Are you an oolong fan? <laughs> What's in your morning tea? Or your afternoon tea and crumpet? Let us know. Yeah. Hit us up. <laughs> Who says hit us up? Okay. So Robert, what do you think happened to Diana? I mean, uh, you know better than anyone. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. You literally have, like, a first-hand account. <laughs> okay. So that's where Diana is. Just in her whatever costume du jour she wants to be in. She's with Tupac um, and Elvis. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that island. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my God. I love that. I love that. She's with Tupac and... um fucking Olivia Newton-John's boyfriend. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They're obviously in, like, Costa Rica. The only people who have ever successfully ever disappeared are all together on an island somewhere. Yep. Off the face of this flat, flat earth. (laughs) Just disappear. (laughs) Oh, no, I just... Oh, my God, I just snorted. Oh, my God. I am such a pig. I'm so sorry. <laughs> My pants. I'm oh, that was so, so sorry. <laughs> that was a full-on snort. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I'm canceled. Are you gonna cancel me? Beautiful. Oh, no. We're gonna remix it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell. Tell D-Nice to fucking remix that. Sample that on some shit. Let it breathe. Let it breathe. Okay, I was so drunk. Okay. Fourth and final. Have we been talking for like five hours? Because <laughs> my cheeks are so bad. Okay, okay. 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 Let me... Mm, okay. Centering myself and... Conspiracy theory number four. Dodie 
was the target and Diana was just an innocent bystander, sadly at the very wrong place at a very wrong time. Um, Alphide family, like I was saying, mm-hmm. definitely in the top 1%. So it's not surprising that they have their fair share of enemies. And um, yeah. I don't know. Him and like not the dad, you know, or right. Well, he he was to inherit everything. Yeah, he he's the heir of the Al Fayed throne. So in this way, you could kill the heir Mm -hmm. and hurt, you know, the head. That's Um, a real mob shit. Yeah, (laughs) that exactly. That's what I was thinking. That is like fucking colder than cold. Yeah. And I feel like Um, the mob, they don't care. Like Princess Diana just happens to be there. You know, like they're cold. Right. Right. Exactly. And and like the guy, the um, bodyguard in the passenger seat and she was right behind him. Like maybe that side, like the people on that side of the car supposed to die or whatever you know like they had it all figured out she would come away like unscathed i don't know i don't know i'm sure like the mob will like kill their own brother you know (laughs) like they are crazy they don't fucking care yeah princess and oh that'll get more press and make it more sad so or or deflect off of them you know it was just an accident you know and oh yeah. Wow. Yep. And then they're the ones, not MI6, but they're the ones who change the blood alcohol level and this wow. and that. I don't know. I mean, of course, like with any extremely tragic event, there's conspiracy theories. And I like to hear about them sometimes. I mean, I don't Which always believe that. Which one do you believe? Do you have one that like has stood out to you? I really think the royal family. I mean, right? <laughs> right. I think they had to have known about it or were somehow involved. They know way more than we think. There is no fucking way that if if it wasn't an accident, it was MI6 mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Or the British royal family somehow. Right. Somehow. I think like overall, I do kind of think it was an accident the driver was, you know, had been drinking and was going too fast. Like, like you said, like, had her embalmed so fast. Well, yeah, like, that, apparently that is, that is it, weird. it was the royal family who gave orders. Like, they gave the orders to have her. So it wasn't like they were like, I can't believe they embalmed her so quickly after the, you know, like, it was them who gave the go ahead. Yeah. I mean, that is very strange. So, like, no. uh, that's fucking suspicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always suspicious, like, when you are quick to, like, you know. Quick to move on anything like that. Or cremated. Right. When you're, like, quick, get them cremated. Quick, quick, like, on the double. Then people are, like, hmm, interesting. Yeah, that is always very strange, especially if it's, like, you know, um, someone who's not, like, a parent or a husband or you know like you know someone who they're they're her in-laws okay and she's divorced from them and they're yeah. making that decision 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure the sister, you know, her sister, who I think she was closest with out of any of, you know, the inner circle, if you will, you know, would have been mm-hmm. the sister. I don't know. It's fucked up. Those are those uh, are like the top. I mean, you could go on literally for months. Like, go ahead. If this is what you want your passion project to be <laughs> during these quarantine times, I honestly salute you. And please continue to me, you know, whatever you will about the Oh, conspiracy. send us everything. All your theories. Write a book. Yeah. Write a fun oh book. God. I hope That's- I sparked your oh, passion to start a book on this fucking topic. Bravo. <laughs> That's great. That was so good. I mean, I remember I so much. I learned so much. I my head is spinning I mean <laughs> yeah but but it's we will never know we will never know. never know and I really feel bad for Harry of course mm-hmm. but I really did love her everything like I was just looking up like old Princess Diana pictures and like she was just a fucking so cool like she was just the best I'm gonna post some like old school pictures yeah, and just, you know, just tragic. Like, her whole adulthood was, like, robbed from her, basically, you know, so. Again, she was 18 when she married <sighs> uh, Charles, who was in his 30s, mid, mid-30s. mid Very different times of life. Yeah, insane. And or, he basically yeah. told he had to get married, so. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, watch The Crown, because that'll make you feel a tiny bit bad for Charles, too, because you see just, like, how crappy his life is, you know, he's as just well. Like he's yeah. just a he fucking is. loser. And who he happens needed to, to marry the woman he wanted to marry, you yeah. know, like who just because yeah. of her status or whatever. So, you know. Who's yep. to say? But look at look who's laughing now because he's married to her now. So yeah. very interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but that brings us into our BuzzFeed quiz because, of course, that is related to the royal family. So I'm sure we've done this quiz like seven different times, some variation of this quiz. But it's which member of the royal family are you? We just need to relive it. I mean, there wasn't anything else good going on. So (laughs) I know. BuzzFeed, come on. Come on. We challenge you again. Um, okay, I'm very happy with my person. <laughs> okay, did you get Megan? Oh, I got Harry. Oh, oh you did? Married. No, 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 I didn't get Megan, but that, that was oh. like what I was for. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I'm like, oh my god. Wait, who did you get? I, I got Kate, which is like, you know, the second best. Like, you don't want to okay. be like, a Windsor. You want to be married to a Windsor, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so okay. What does it say for Kate? Okay, it says you're most like Catherine, better known as Kate. You're chic, sophisticated, and classically cool. Just like with Kate, people sometimes think you're quiet, but once they get to know you, they love your great sense of humor. I do my own hair and makeup. <laughs> oh my God, that's so cute. That's a good one. I don't uh, make much of her. Like I'm not that into her. So yeah, I mean, I mean. I was, like, into her just because of the wedding, but, like, I haven't really right. super followed too much about her, but not, like, Megan, well, you know. 
there's been the whole thing of like there's a huge feud bef- between Kate and Megan, but it's like, do we believe that? I don't I know. know. I, know. I like think that Kate is like whatever, but oh, she's going to be queen, so she has to go by the rules of the family. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think she'll always go by the rules of the family. She's definitely like a company man in the firm for sure. But I think she, I think she's a nice person. I like her. Yeah. Well, Angie has a great name. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so I got Harry himself, awesome. the man, the myth, the legend. Um, it says, you're most like Prince Harry. You're practical, clever, and effort- effortlessly cool. Oh. Just you're a little private at times, but everyone loves your witty sense of humor. I'm like, this That's is so awesome. stupid. Like, he was so um, cool when he was, like, propositioning that Disney CEO. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the most un- not cool thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I know. That's something I would do. So awkward. Just like wrong time. Read the fucking crowd. Read the fucking crowd. Okay? Kate slash Harry. Read the crowd. Oh. Anyway. So I'm Harry. Oh, no, I cool. love it. Harry's like definitely one of my faves. Right up there with. Right up yeah. there with Prince <laughs> Prince Philip sometimes for I, all the wrong reasons too. But but I, overall I think he's the most down to earth like member. Yeah, he has the balls to leave. And yeah. he's like, listen, I'm in love. I don't need this fucking circus. It's a fucking circus. It's a fucking oh, it's circus. Oh, it's so not good a life. for him. Yeah, it's like not life. Once again, we are like a Sussex heavy show like we <laughs> live the Sussexes that's right that's right can't say the royal Sussexes oh, anymore no. but <laughs> <laughs> take away royal but anyway so uh, I hope that makes sense and yeah yeah well, I love anytime we can go deep into the royal family it's one of my favorite things to learn about this was so fun you guys um send us your story ideas. Like, what do you want to hear about next? Is there like, especially right now while it's quarantine time and there's not a lot of new news, like what are some things that you would love for us to do like exposés on or look into the past on? We want to hear from you. Yes, we will. We will go like literally deep dive anything. We will put on our scuba gear. (laughs) Scuba? (laughs) We'll put on our scuba gear. (laughs) We'll get to fucking work. Yeah. (laughs) absolutely so let us know we love you um and we will see you next week oh wait and we'll do another live instagram live soon thanks to everybody who's tuned into the last two so look for an announcement on that you know soon on our instagram page and twitter and join us because they've been really fun byob we have some laughs do some trivia you know so fun yeah stay tuned for that you guys are the best and we'll see you next week. Bye.